This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Moded Studios, embroidered patches and apparel. Go to modedstudios.com to find all the latest and greatest embroidered patches and apparel. Some of my favorite patches that I've been looking at is the Round Earth Club patch. Uh, We like that ass the same way we liked our planet. Uh, (laughs) Round Earth Club patch, anti-flat earth propaganda. (laughs) patch i I think that's funny uh it could be worse smiley face embroidered patch um you know with all the things that are going on these days show people that it could be worse i mean it could be like uh uh, it could be a contagion like the contagion in the movie contagion so it could be worse go to modestudios.com m-o-d-e-d-s-t-u-d-i-o-s.com they always update their website and they do custom work. Modedstudios.com. Go out there and get some. Now on with the show. Fresh. Fresh. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is the lovely and talented Christy Rose. Christy is a photojournalist. She is the editor and CEO of Top Shelf Music. Uh, and let's see here. And, and that's Top Shelf Music Magazine. I'm going to correct that because I want to get it right. Um, It's TopShelfMusicMag.com. So T-O-P-S-H-E-L-F-M-U-S-I-C-M-A-G.com. Go there and check it out. Uh, I've known Christy for a while, uh, just in the uh, the Cali roots sort of uh, reggae scene, just in passing. We weren't like best friends or anything, but you know, she was always a joy to see in passing and saying hi. And she's just very nice person, and she's very funny, and that and I love that. I love nice people who also have a sense of humor. It just makes life a lot easier for me. Uh, but definitely go check out Top Shelf Music. Mag.com. Right now, they're doing something really cool with Passum.org. Uh, uh, they are doing, uh, uh, this is the headline, Executive Director of Passum Talks Peer Fund Aiding COVID-19 Affected Musicians. So the, um, they're, they're in conjunction with, some, uh, with another company trying to uh, raise money for musicians who are being affected by the COVID-19 epidemic, or I'm sorry, pandemic. Uh, epidemic is is a as a localized uh, uh, outbreak of a, of a disease. Pandemic is worldwide. So I'm always weird. So every time I hear global pandemic, I always feel like it's a little redundant to say. But we're splitting hairs over nothing, <laughs> not a goddamn thing. So. Christy Rose, she's on the show today. We'll get to her in a second. But first, let me go over to RainaMystique.com. Go to RainaMystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com, and check out the latest single, which is Chloroform. And this single is a, uh, well, we premiered it last week with Blaine Dillinger's episode. Um, So... With Chloroform, that was a collaboration between Rain and Mystique and The Concrete Project, 
which is no longer a band. They, uh, we, we were a band and now we are not. So uh, we had that in uh, on a hard drive just sitting there and we were just like, you know what, fuck it, we're releasing it. And I love that song. It's one of my favorites that we ever made with that band. So go check out Chloroform, the new single from Rain Mystique. And I would say while you're there, go to the experience tab and see where we're playing around town, but we are not. But I do want to say if you follow Random Mystique on Facebook or me on Facebook, um, we will be going live. We actually have a gig booked this Friday and we'll be playing around four o'clock um, Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that's uh, Friday April 3rd, around 4 o'clock. We're going to be playing a few sets, and we're going to put our Venmo up. We're going to do the tip thing. Now, we have been, uh, we've been refraining from doing the tip thing lately because um, everybody's doing it, and we don't really need to do that in a sense because Raina is teaching. Even though I am a, 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 I'm out of work, uh, I'm a jobless musician, um, it wasn't my fault, but <laughs> uh, my wife is working, so we're actually, uh, you know, we're not really hurting. But there are people out there that are, and that's what that that's what that's what matters. So we are going to throw our um, our tip jar up because it is an official gig that we're playing. So it's going to be just like uh, uh, seeing us out in the real world, but on your computer. Uh, I'm, we're gonna have great sound. It's gonna be great. So please tune in. I'll put the links in the show notes so you can follow Reina on Facebook or um, um, or me on Facebook, and you can get to there. So show notes link Friday, April third, four p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going live, baby. Uh, <laughs> You can also check us out on YouTube. Oh man, I just did a YouTube trailer. I've been obsessing over Final Cut Pro and Apple Motion. So I've been, uh, I, I just made this YouTube tra uh, trailer. Uh, everybody's sort of on this YouTube kick right now because we're trying to monetize. Musicians are trying to monetize their account, and you need a thousand subscribers and so many hours of listening time. So uh, we're all on that grind right now, but I've been actually building out my YouTube for a few months now. So it's actually, it's all just sort of going in line with what I was already doing. So I know I've been saying this for the last few episodes, but I'm used to quarantining, okay? Like this is, I quarantine on the daily uh, by my own volition. I, I prefer to quarantine. So I've been I've been working steadily, and I do apologize for any of the bands that have asked me to record with them. Um, I have totally just been obsessing over video editing, so I'm sorry, my bad. But uh, you know, I have to follow where the fire is burning. So um, I will get to those recordings. Anyways, we're getting off topic here. We're going to get to Christy real soon, but go over to, uh, I'll put, I'll leave a link in the show notes as well to the YouTube. So go, please subscribe, hit that notification bell, check it out. I mean, if you're on Instagram, it's kind of the same of what's going on on Instagram, but I get a lot more, 
uh, wiggle room. So there's going to be longer videos on YouTube. There's going to be uh, you know, full episodes of the podcast from notable guests. I'm going to actually start uploading some of the live bootleg shows that we've done on, on uh, the podcast. So that'd be cool. So if you want, you can go listen to some cool bands, cool artists that um, I've bootlegged over the years of just being a musician and playing different festivals. So I'll be uploading those uh, as we go. I, right now I'm sharing the laptop. We just got another laptop that's in transit to our house hopefully today um me and my wife have been sharing a laptop for a f- the last few years so finally we're gonna be able to do this so I- i'm gonna be running this fucking thing into the ground anyways we're gonna keep moving here uh follow us on- here this is what i like like subscribe review so like us on instagram like us on facebook uh subscribe on itunes apple music or itunes uh podcast spotify youtube anywhere you get your podcast especially youtube because that shit's monetized i need that fucking money baby i'm out of work (laughs) and then please review review the podcast on any of the platforms that you listen to it on it helps the algorithms and uh it helps us uh, it helps us become more findable and if you like this podcast and you want other people to find it please the best thing you can do is share it share the podcast on whatever social media but the biggest thing you could do is go leave a review even if it's a two-star review on uh apple mute apple itunes podcast jesus christ please <laughs> like subscribe review uh i'm trying to speed through this now that i've been blathering on for way too long um uh, 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 what was the other thing? Oh, yes. Uh, WeSpeakEnglishGood.com. You can go there. You can write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com. Let us know what you're thinking. Hey, and I'm serious about this. If you guys are having a hard time with this uh, uh, quarantine thing, please feel free to reach out to me. I will respond. Uh, I will read it on the air. If you want, if you want to write something personal to me, I've had some personal emails in the past and I know sometimes people don't want you reading that shit, but they're just trying to connect with somebody. So if you are feeling like you need to connect with anybody, especially me, (laughs) please email the show. We speak English good at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you guys. And, um, and that goes for all our social media platforms. If you reach out to us, I'll, I'll, I read that shit as soon as I can find it. Because sometimes, you know, if, if it's on SoundCloud or, or on Podbean or somewhere where I don't travel to all that often, um, I might not get back to you. So reach out to us on social media at We Speak English Good on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, hey, Let's do it, baby. Okay, that's it out of me. I might say a few words on the other side, but I think I got most of it out on the front end here. So let's jump over to San Diego, California to talk to the lovely and talented Christy Rose of Top Shelf Music Magazine. I just got off work and I already am in my pajamas. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, that's the one good thing about quarantining. Well, I guess you went to work, but I guess one thing is good. You get to hang out and do business in your pajamas. But are, are you, you're still working? You work at a restaurant or what? what, what? Uh, I kind of have like a million jobs. So first oh, yeah. and foremost, I run Top Shelf Music. Um, I inherited that from the 
old editor-in-chief, Brian Ewan, who um, it was originally Top Shelf Reggae, started in the Bay Area in Oakland, and um, took that over when he had his uh, second kid. He went on a paternity leave back like three years ago and kind of never had the time to come back in it. And so I was managing editor, and then I kind of ran with it, beefed up the staff, started posting like once a day. Brian um, helped me out with rebranding the entire thing. Now it's Top Shelf Music, a whole new website. There's ad space that got initiated. Um, We monetized our YouTube and that's just my livelihood. Um, But, you know, to make money, I work at a restaurant, um, which got shut down with the quarantine um, over in Mission Beach in San Diego. And then um, I work part, 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 part time at a coffee shop in uh san diego that is deemed an essential service oh my god really the the coffee so, shop still open <laughs> that's uh okay so so your restaurant job got shut down but the coffee yeah. shop is like we're essential for this community people need to wake up and get to work pretty, pretty much and then the guy that owns it my boss he has a liquor store next door oh. which is like groceries is how he's defining it um he's like yeah so that's an essential service that's uh we have to stay open with a liquor store and like since you're the coffee shop next door that's all to go like yeah so we're still open i'm still working but uh definitely slowing down with the quarantine when it comes to the music industry and um right now i have 35 photojournalists across the nation for top shop music and that number just kept growing exponentially until the last two weeks and um, everybody's kind of just at home right now, and we're figuring out how to curate content and still create readership while everyone has downtime and festivals aren't going, shows aren't in. So it's been a circus. Yeah, I was. That was actually one of my first questions because it. it, it I mean, as of right now, uh, you know, like the the nation's pretty much under lockdown. Ohio, where I'm at right now, currently just got the order today is that we're going to be locked, uh, sheltered in place or whatever they called it, uh, as of Tuesday. So we're, we're, we're going to, we're going to be locked down like everybody else, even in the Midwest. So, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like, don't go outside. Don't trust your neighbor. Hide your (laughs) wife. Hide your kids. Exactly. It it is that. (laughs) And it's so interesting when you're, uh, I don't know if you noticed anything at the, the, at the super, well, you guys, I know it's a totally different kind of situation with the groceries and stuff out there. Yeah. Um, but you already see that sort of suspicious look that people are kind of giving you and sort of going yeah. around you, <laughs> like everybody's avoiding each other. And it's, yeah, it's weird. Like just being outside people like distance themselves from us, which is great. People are like listening, but at the grocery store, like, um, there was last week, absolutely nothing on the shelves in San Diego. I don't know how Ohio is doing, but we ran out of like fresh produce first, which is weird that people would bulk up on that and then like leave all the canned goods. Um, (laughs) so that like the meats and the veggies are restocked now, but I went to the grocery store two days ago and somebody was trying to like, you know, grab something next to me and literally like four feet behind me, he was like, excuse me, can I get in here? And I'm like, Oh yeah, sorry. (laughs) Like it's that weird facing at the grocery store ask four feet away if you can come near me like it's weird times it is really bizarre it is very bizarre you know it's interesting i I, the fresh fruit food went out first over there here it it didn't go out first but it was 
obviously the toilet paper because everybody needs toilet paper and um but it but it was the it was the crap food it was like the processed food that went it's it's so funny like how by region by region what people value (laughs) yeah especially like the health nuts down here like i i'm keto i I eat on the keto diet which is pretty much all organic if you do it correctly Mm. you have to have raw things like raw nuts and um like whole organic meats cheeses vegetables and like everything's cauliflower like just load up on cauliflower and you can make it into rice you can make it into mashed potatoes you can make it into pizza and literally i could not find a cauliflower to save my life for the last two weeks <laughs> oh man that sucks <laughs> god yeah because you can like the frozen section you can make like a killer crust with some cauliflower man oh yeah watch oh, yeah. out no i did that keto for <laughs> i did it for about a year and mm-hmm. By the end of it, I was, I mean, now it even now it like sickens me to think about opening up a can of sardines and drinking the olive oil and just (laughs) eating the, you know what I mean? Like, cause uh, I I mean, I'm sure you're, you're doing it correctly. I'm sure I was doing it completely incorrectly, but, uh, I'm not a canned fish person. You're not a fish person. Well, I am, but I'm not a canned fish. Like, yeah, it's weird. Clams and canned sardines. That mm-hmm. just freaks me out. Right. Well, I mean, uh, well, I travel a lot. I mean, due to my yeah. occupation. And you too. You yeah. travel a lot as well. Uh, so, you know, like something that was easy <laughs> for me was to just throw a can of wild plant sardines or tuna in my backpack you know, and like, cause who don't, yeah. when you're on the road, like you don't know when you're going to stop. You don't know where you're going to stop for food. You don't know how it's going to go. So I always packed a lunch, especially if you have a restrictive diet, you're on the road and it's yeah. like McDonald's mm-hmm. and in and out and Jack and the crack oh, and, and Subway and Subway and more Subway. <laughs> yeah. But if you're, yeah. but if you are, if you have any kind of restrictive diet, you're just like, oh shit. Well, I guess I'll figure it out when I figure it out or I go hungry. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, a lot of artists um, have to like, you know, especially if there's not a legit tour bus in the music industry, you have to like make ends meet with just like snacks that fit your diet. Um, it's really hard to stay healthy and finding that balance. Like I definitely have done like, I have this thing called a booty band and it's pretty much a rubber band that you put around your thighs. Cause I'm like a huge uh, workout fiend too. So yeah. when I'm like trying Playing for Top Shelf, or I've gone on a few um, mini tours with artists like Ian Young and the like. Um, I always like end up doing like my booty bands in a hotel room or across a moving tour bus. Or <laughs> you gotta <laughs> like, get it in where it fits yeah. in, man. I'm exactly. serious. No, I'm I was the same way. I'll be over there just doing sit ups on the dirty ass <laughs> hotel floor where I just yeah, woke I up. Like here we go. And, like, there's five people trying to like take a shower and whatnot. Walking <laughs> yeah. on the I have zero shame. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, you like I, but it, it's a, it's a, it's a fucking. It's it is. Um, I I always love the misconception that people have about people who tour a lot, who are on the road a lot with music, or, or however they're on the road a lot with art. You know, like they're just like, oh, you guys are just partying and hanging out, and blah blah blah. Oh, it's it's exhausting. Healthy. It is. It, it's a time warp. It's a fun one. Yes. But like, yes. you just wake up in a city. You don't know where you are. You don't. You need to get your bearings. And like, it's like okay. So I have a certain time I have to check into the show. Um, either if you're a musician, a sound check. For me, I, I was mainly merch and it's um, or like media. So like media, you have to get there at the doors. Um, literally, like you, you do not 
get be late just in case there's some weird photo policy you have to be there outdoors and you want to shoot the opener because i've had a lot of openers be like whoa i played this show too where's my photo <laughs> and i'm like oh okay so a directive for top shelf music photojournalists is please be there by doors so you can capture the entire show yeah because everybody's equal with top shelf it we're not just there for the headliners and um but also with merch you like you once load in is happening you have to set up like not just like an arrangement of merch but like grid wall and shit yeah yeah totally <laughs> you know, like, for sure man you're you like got... building a whole little station yeah it, it's a whole it, yeah i mean it's yeah. a it's a full-time job on itself yeah it, it's an exhausting feat to to be on the road and doing it and you're not sleeping in your own bed you're not getting proper like we were saying and everybody afterward you know yeah uh, like you can there'll be some days where like everybody in the band or whoever you're on the road with are like yeah i'm drinking tonight like we're just doing it and it happens organically but it doesn't happen every night no definitely i I just i don't know how people can sustain that like i don't you know you hear those stories about like led zeppelin just like raging out every fucking like how do you do that you're acceptable for breakfast back then so <laughs> yeah it was a different time you know it was a different time eat. yeah like now it's like you're not supposed to do cocaine anymore if you do cocaine all the time it's like get your life together bro <laughs> yeah you know, come on man about your alien theories at three in the morning we got a gig tomorrow <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to start a business with you. I'm not interested yeah, in like, any of that weird shit you're trying to throw him back. in. Let's do it tomorrow. Totally. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm curious. I mean, well, you kind of gave us sort of the lowdown of uh, of how you came into Top Shelf, uh, yeah. which one of the things I wanted to point out was that I really appreciate that you do shout out, like, because you have interviews with Julian Marley on there. I mean, you've sat down with yeah. some of the biggest names and in the oh, reggae hey. scene yeah oh yeah i mean you're you uh i mean you you've covered so much of the cal root stuff i mean yeah. oh yeah we've been there every year since um top shelf's inception um i personally started going to cali roots year two oh. um my ex played it actually in year two and that's how i got into it and it was literally like musicians playing to other musicians and friends and monterey locals it was so like so small it was completely different than what it is now but it was so intimate and amazing and it had this energy like even back in year one and two like i wasn't there year one but year two you could feel this like this momentum building behind the festival that like we all knew secretly back then even though we didn't um that it was going to be much bigger than it was you know and now it's just huge you know uh cali roots which is unfortunate that it's moving to october this year but um Ever since that year, I've made it a point to either cover it um, on my own as a freelance artist, which I did year three. And then once Top Shelf started um, being a thing, Top Shelf Reggae, we have been there since ever since uh, every year. And our team just keeps growing and growing. Like um, usually we have like two shooters and a journalist. Um, Last year we had three official photographers one journalist and then we also like i kind of have a sneaky way of getting more people on my team in it's like oh yeah like you can go through this band and you can go through this merch and like (laughs) oh you'll be there friend and who's performing or something and like i make sure everybody gets in right no matter what um and then like using like also 
neighboring brands like SoCal Street Team. Um, Carolyn is amazing. And anybody that joins her team gets in. And I have people on my team on her team. And we all just kind of congregate. And I delegate passes that way, like based off seniority and the work you put in throughout the year. Um, and if you can get in through somebody else, then you don't need a media pass, you know? Yeah. Um, Cali Roots is the big ticket item on my staff. Everybody wants to go. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, it's such a fun ass festival and, and they do a really good job of making sure that people are having a good time and, and everybody's safe yeah. and everybody's doing like, you know, the vibe is always right there. And that's what I love about it. I'm curious. Out of all the festivals oh, that I've attended over the years, um, mainly through Top Shelf, but even before that, there's nothing like Cali Roots. Like, there's a festival here in San Diego called Cabo Del Mar that um, mar- morphed into Cabo San Diego as of this year. Um, it's in its fifth year, and then they kind of branched to the Cayman Islands called Cabo Cayman, and that only had one inaugural year two years ago. That that festival, it's it's mainstream. It's got all different genres, including reggae, but it's not like reggae rock centric like Cali Roots is. Mm. There- Two festivals, Cali Roots and Cabo, are like the best weekends of every year for me. Yeah. But nothing tops Cali Roots. Well, and then plus you're also like front and center or front and left or whatever it is, taking pictures. And and you do such a beautiful job of of capturing musicians doing what they do, you know, like really being in moments. And I still use my uh, my, uh, Cal Roots Christy Rose picture. I still have that. I I still send that shit out to people in resumes and shit. It's like, here's me from Cal Roots, bitch. Christy Rose, son. Yeah, so, uh, no. Thank you. You do a great job. Yeah. That's so sweet. Um, Thank you. Honestly, I did not go to school for photography. I picked that up as a side kind of gig. I went to school for film and uh, video, television, um, videography. Where'd you go? And uh, a very prestigious film school called San Diego State. Hey, <laughs> what's up? Oh, hey. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh film school there it was really impacted and i got the gist of like production and um all all the things but i really don't know like lighting or audio or really? anything so yeah, it's an overcrowded school so there's like okay you pass let's get you through you know <laughs> well like, no i mean it's just interesting because yeah, my lighting class was like okay here's a screenshot of like how light beams work in a in a powerpoint presentation all right you get it we didn't actually <laughs> light <laughs> yeah it's just like yeah i mean there's numbers you can learn i mean you just stick to the numbers yeah, yeah, yeah right so do you do then uh, because i do see you, the pictures a lot of times that you are producing um are at festivals and outside performances mm-hmm. or you're doing outdoor um uh, like band photos i know you did some work for like redwoods music and and uh and those guys over there, like, so do you mostly do outdoor then, or, or do you have a studio space um, that you use? So, uh, what I was getting at with the comment about the school, I um, went to school for film. When I graduated, I was like, oh, I'm going to make music videos. That's what I wanted to do. Ah. Incorporate the reggae scene that I was already involved in 
and, um, you know, video and what I wanted to do with cameras. And then everybody's like, well, we don't really have money for a music video right now, but can you do like band photos? And, um, do you want to attend a festival? Um, so that's how I attended year three Cali Roots doing photo, but I never called myself a photographer. I never wanted that title cause I didn't think I earned it. Hmm. And then, um, yes. now it's been like 10 years and I'm still shooting photos. They've gotten better, but I still, to this day, do not call myself a photographer. The closest thing is maybe a photojournalist because I can hang, mm. but I don't like try to promote myself in that light. So if people want photos, I'm like, yeah, totally. Um, I do have a lighting kit finally as of like three weeks ago. <laughs> That's tight. Equipment's expensive. So I'm like, I, yeah, I know. I've upgraded my cameras, I've upgraded my lenses, and now I finally have a lighting kit. I have a green screen. Whoa. Hey. And, uh, Hey, and um, yeah, if they want to do outdoor shoots, that's what I've been sticking to lately. Um, I've done like two weddings, which is really stressful. I don't like to do wedding photography. Um, I don't think I have the right equipment for that e either. And uh, but I've done it for friends. I've done uh, parties. I've done live sports um, with like a telephoto zoom lens uh, and a modified on the side of a football field, and I'm doing like live sports photography. But you know, like. When it comes to just photos, I'd rather just be in the photo pit at a concert. That's that's my forte. But if if people feel confident enough in my abilities to hire me to do something else, like I'm down. But mainly video. Like let's talk commercials. Let's talk music videos. Let's talk video interviews. Let's talk web series. We've launched a couple of web series for Top Shelf um, over the years. The most latest one is Top Shelf Music News, and that's like my little baby like I, i've always by the way it's really funny it. by the way it like i, I was uh, i was very i was very uh not surprised but like you know like it, it was because some music news or some news things you know they take it somewhat seriously but i love that you guys are just like we know that we're just <laughs> we're having a good time but also we're conveying information i like it i take nothing seriously if you guys if anyone knows me personally, I'm like kind of the biggest shithead. <laughs> like I make anything funny when I was a kid, like people be like, Oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? You want to be a doctor? You want to be a lawyer? I'm like, I want to write for South park. <laughs> <laughs> I still Trey Parker, Matt Stone. If you're listening, you're my heroes. Please hire me. I'm in. Oh my God. That, that would be an amazing job. I would love to write that too. I don't know how much of a writer I am, but I, I think of things that I think are funny sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> I guess Look, that's how it starts. I, I don't even think I'm that funny. I just like to make fun of things, which is a craft in itself, you know? Well, I, I did appreciate that you guys had the Corona on the latest episode. You had the Coronas. And, uh, that was spur of the moment thing. So where we were shooting in the pool house where I live, um, there's a beer fridge. And I think um, one of my like commune mates, because it's not even a roommate, it's like a commune. So he has his own house. But like... He plays the drums and his band practices in the space where we film Top Shelf Music News in the pool house. And in the beer fridge of the pool house, there's all these Coronas. And as we're shooting this, the coronavirus was starting to be a worry. Like people were just starting to worry about it. Mm. So we had no idea when we filmed it that Friday that within a matter of six or seven days, all festivals would be canceled. All tours would be put. Like, we had no idea it was going to escalate to that. We just thought it was funny um, that, like, some people were freaking out. 
without knowing like the extent how you know so like yeah. we didn't want to offend anybody um like oh yeah what if we just drink coronas because i heard on the news that morning that 35 percent of americans w- didn't want to drink the beer thinking that it was related to the coronavirus so <laughs> we're like oh well let's that we got coronas let's drink it let's write virus on it and like <laughs> yeah. drink it in between festival news well, and so oh please oh sorry no 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 um so as I was editing it, I had a trip to Vegas planned and I wanted to release it before Vegas, but like, I just fell behind. And, um, while I'm in Vegas, everything starts getting canceled. I'm like, shit. Like, oh wait, can I swear? Oh yeah, totally. Please do. Okay. All right. So I think my exact quote was fuck shit ball. <laughs> I, <laughs> fuck basket. I have to release video before anything else changes because literally the entire episode needed to be rewritten so as i'm going as i'm sifting through the footage we got uh like six days ago there was an outtake of like my co-host matt was like this year festivals are canceled and like that was an outtake that wasn't supposed to happen and i'm like well we're gonna use that now and like i had to keep putting updates of like oh and then reggae rise up florida is happening in two weeks and i had to put postponed on it and it was kind of a hatchet job, but it is what it is. Well, it came out great and 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 funny and Thanks. like the way that you guys presented the Corona thing, it wasn't like you did it in a very funny, like classy way where it wasn't like fucking yeah. coronavirus, you know, it's got us or whatever, or making light yeah. of it. You guys just sort of like held up the bottle or took a drink. I was like, that's <laughs> fucking that's great. That is that's genius way of doing it. Awesome. That, Thank I, you. Yeah all on the fly and like that was definitely a special episode that was episode number three and if anyone's listening um that want to be on it i'm always accepting like guest spots especially during this time if there's anybody with downtime um in this quarantine i would love to just film as much as possible anyone local in san diego that wants to brave being in my presence um (laughs) I I have a lot of downtime. You can meet me and we can do a one-on-one kind of jackassy segment for the next episode or the next five episodes. Um, anyone that's long distance, we can like set something up when travel starts back up again or when anybody gets a footing on their tour schedule. If you're going to be in the area, stop on by the studio and we'll get you some, we'll do something jackassy. Like the Julian Marley one, I'm surprised you let me do that. That was episode two. And we were interviewing him for the Grammys because it was his first Grammy nomination. And um, another top shelfer, Miss Franny Kovacs, and I drove up from San Diego to L.A. to interview Julian Marley specifically for the Grammys. Now, while we were there, um, after we did the actual interview, I was like, so we just launched this new show that's like super jackassy. And I was wondering if you'd be okay with that. Like, I didn't clear it through his management or anything. And he's like... (laughs) sure why not and i'm like okay so i'm just gonna pretend to interview you and didn't pass out but like for you being such a good sport we brought you some weed to smoke (laughs) 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 and he was about it like i'm so happy and like when it came out i'm like oh my god like i didn't tell the management that this show is like top shelf music news is like mtv news but it's also meets like saturday night live weekend update and it's really jackassy in between his 
interview. So I was waiting for Julian Marley's management to be like, oh my God, take it down. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't, you didn't try to clear it or anything. You were just like better to ask for forgiveness than uh, to be yeah, told no. Right? I was just waiting for it. But when we, when we launched it, they promoted it everywhere. Like immediately Julian Marley's management just started sharing it on social media, check Aww. it out. And I'm just like, Oh, thank God. That's awesome. Then <sighs> we did the coronavirus one. I'm like, you know what? Somebody's going to start sending me hate mail. <laughs> well, I, I, well, it, it's just, a, I, what, so what are you guys kind of doing now to sort of, uh, you know, you know, create content now that everybody's sort of sequestered, um, I mean, yeah. I, I imagine uh, Skype interviews might be. <laughs> might be oh, a lot of bands have reached out to me, um, and I sent kind of a an update for my staff because everybody's kind of in limbo that writes and shoots for Top Shelf. Like, uh, we have this running request list, and the request list was all the way through like November of this year, and some shows for the next year. Wow! And with thirty-five people wanting to go to shows and festivals around the nation. My job every single day is to update that sheet. It's I, I send apps out to band managers. I send apps in to festivals before the cutoff time um, in order to get everybody into where they want to go. That's how Top Shelf operates. Hmm. Now with this this coronavirus, everything's canceled. So I've split the request list, and I'm like, okay, we have the coronavirus shows that may or may not be rescheduled. I'm like, can anybody just update me when they hear the artists they want to go to if they have a re scheduling tour announcement or if the festival if you hear the new date i don't have time to look into everything um so just update the sheet and in this time if anyone wants to write festival announcements for fall or interview some artists a lot of artists have been asking for some coverage during this time and it's either via skype email or by phone and we'll transcribe it mm. and put it on the website so there's that for top shelf music news the web series show I have some ideas. If nobody wants to get in front of the camera with me here in San Diego and risk the exposure <laughs> of one on time, which is fine. I understand. I'm a scary individual. <laughs> cough, cough. <laughs> uh, I have some ideas of workarounds. Well, that- it might be very post-apocalyptic Blair Witch. And I might talk to walls and dolls, <laughs> walls and dolls. Well, that, uh, but it will be. Well, I'm excited for that. I, I, I definitely want to see some Christy Rose talking to <laughs> dolls <laughs> and walls, and and have a have the close up with with the snot coming out of your nose. Maybe that's a little too much. You're a classy lady. Uh, so I. Um, you do a lot of interviews and you conduct a lot of interviews. I was kind of excited to talk to you about interviewing people in yeah. general because, well, that's what I kind of do. Uh, but uh, <laughs> what when you're going into, like, for instance, with Julia Marley, besides, you know, planning this jackass moment, and uh, I'm sure that was unnerving. Uh, how was that? Were you, like, really kind of embarrassed and nervous to do that? Or was that kind of natural for you? Uh-huh. Honestly, my confidence um, as a person, I've always been like this unconfident introvert. Um, As a person, it's grown since Top Shelf and it's grown exponentially as I've led the day-to-day 
work with Top Shelf as editor in chief. Um, but it took it was it was such a learning curve, and um, I've always been comfortable in front of a camera. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole different story uh, in itself. Since I tried to be a child actor in Boise, Idaho, that's oh, another story. Is that um, where you're from, Boise? Uh, yeah, let's not even go there. Oh, okay. Um, well, but... I mean, I would love to. <laughs> if, if, I would like to swing back if you don't mind, but we don't have to do that at all. Yeah. <laughs> but go ahead, please. As you, as you can assume, trying to be a child actor in Boise, Idaho <laughs> 20 years ago was not a profitable endeavor. <laughs> I ended up on like a public access show with a very lesser version version of like Degrassi. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. But did you but get like, paid? No. Oh, okay. Well, then. No. If anything, I think we paid the person, to, like my agent, to get me on that show. <laughs> um, so there was a deficit there, but it was cool. I was on public access yeah. on a very bad yeah. children's show. Anyways, um... So I've always just kind of been comfortable with the camera. I've always like played around with cameras. I was, I was that kid that learned how to edit like on cassette tape, like recording stuff on high eights, putting it in the converter and then like editing things off a double side of VCR yeah. and you just go record, stop, go record. And like, that's how I learned how to, how to edit. I like, I was one of the, earliest adopters of final cut back in the day and yeah like when it couldn't really do much besides put a sequence together um but yeah like video has been always my thing and so wait what am i talking about oh yeah being comfortable in front of a camera that always has been a thing but when it came to interviewing people that i look up to especially in the music industry i first my first on-screen interview with a camera for top shelf was with the skins it was at cali roots i want to say 2014 maybe i think yeah 2014 i was so nervous i had no idea what i was going to talk about i had like zero confidence on camera and the skins were really nice um like i knew of the band you know i I saw them, I think the year before or earlier that day perform and I knew of their music, but I just, it was bad. It was real bad. And I look back at that interview, like, oh my God, I've come so far with just being comfortable in myself to talk to people. Cause now at Cali Roots, I pump out video interviews probably once an hour. Like at Cali Roots, we have such an interview team and a big media presence that we have somebody shooting at all times out on the field and in the photo pit. And then I have somebody working the camera with me in the media room probably once an hour. And we interview the majority of artists every year on camera. So when you're preparing for uh, an interview, let's say maybe uh, now, do you, do you, do you ever do anything longer than I know your interviews tend to be around the six to eight minute mark or something like that. Do you do longer form or do you, uh, or do you uh-huh. edit things I down or I let things run. Uh-huh. Um, it really depends who I'm talking to. So, okay. Back to Cali roots. Um, with the whole interviewing somebody once an hour, there's like zero way I can prep for all of that. Um, especially like with artists that I've just heard of that year. Yeah. Um, a lot of people come to Cali roots and that's how I learn about them. Like ocean alley. I hadn't have heard, I didn't hear of them before I sat down with them. And because they're from Australia, right? And like, yeah. So like, I kind of make stuff up on the fly. 
Um, but I, I kind of always have like this, I, I don't want to say like a bullshitting demeanor, but like, I don't know how else to put it. Like I kind of vibe off them. And like, if I don't really know their breadth of work, you know, their, their recorded work, I kind of just go like, okay, so what do you like to do in your spare time? If I gave you a watermelon, a pencil and a ladybug, what would you do? Like, what could you do? <laughs> Stuff like that. Um, so some interviews are more moving than others, but <laughs> right. I, I, yeah, I am more comfortable just chatting. I think the most nerve wracking interview, like Julian Marley wasn't too bad. Uh, I've met him before. I've sat down with him before. Uh, we just didn't have an official filmed interview. Um, the most nerve wracking one had to be Collie Buds mm. because that was one of the people that I loved his like 2007 self-titled CD. Okay. That was college for me, for <laughs> sure. Dude. That was like everywhere in college. So when he decided to do one interview at Cali Roots uh, the year I sat down with him, he only wanted to do one with us. And that's it. Like nobody else got that privilege. I felt such pressure and I felt so nervous that I was like, Oh my God, I need like a tequila shot or something. (laughs) So I, I did a tequila shot. And then I was just like, Oh, (laughs) I don't feel like good. I should probably like smoke some weed. And I never smoke weed. And um, I was just like, Oh yeah, it'll calm me down. And then like, all of a sudden I'm like, I have a tequila shot in me. I'm smoking weed. I never drink or smoke. And then he comes through and I'm just like, oh, fuck. So I like the interview I had of calling, but I am like twisted out of my skull because I'm such a lightweight, but I made it work. <laughs> and um, to answer your long, your length question, I believe that one ran pretty long. So I just wanted to keep talking. And um, I think there's like a really long one I have with Kyle Smith because like, Talking to that kid just keeps going. Mm. <laughs> you know? like, yeah. But yeah, it, it just depends. If it's if I'm sitting down with an artist and they're very like um withdrawn and that's just their temperament, I read into that and I won't force them to talk longer than they want to. Yeah, yeah. That that was the one thing that um that I came off of uh of learning doing this because before i started this podcast i was terrible at talking to people i mean i thought i could talk to people that's why i was audacious enough to start a podcast but then like once you get people in front of you and then especially when you start getting people in front of you that you really respect uh you know like you have to fucking really figure that shit out and and i suck that i was the same way i look back i can't even listen to the first few podcasts (laughs) I, I like it, it makes me sick. It makes me sick. Well, I mean, because it's seriously just me talking in circles, like because the show's always been sort of conversationally based and just you know, yeah. And, but like, how do you do that when you've never really done that? And like, I know how to have a conversation, but like, as soon as you push record, everything in the room changes and everybody's all weird <laughs> now. <laughs> right? Exactly. It's so like pressure to talk about substance substance what is substance yeah and 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 in and becoming and so with with doing this and with the interviewing and stuff do you feel like that it's uh brought you uh made you personally a little bit more able to communicate with people yeah like again i was such an introvert like it took me forever so people i've met probably for 10 years they're just starting to recognize me and 
didn't know me because I was just this fly on the wall. Like I was around 10 years ago all the way through to today. And I had just stuck to myself. I never talked to artists. I figured they didn't want to talk to me either. I like didn't stand out. I blended in. I didn't really have like a, an outgoing personality or style. Like I, I used to have brown hair and wear like all black and just, you know, like in between sets at a festival, I would just sit down and not really socialize and just wait for the next one to go shoot. So I feel that like, just gaining the confidence to be in front of the camera with these artists was a personal journey that I had to do anyway, um, just to break out of my shell. Um, once I accepted top shelf reggae as my brand, um, and not just Brian's baby, but like also my own and I can create, I can run with it and grow it. And, and I, the control passing the control over to me was, a huge thing that Brian had to do in order to keep the brand alive. Cause he just didn't have time. But, um, once he did that, I felt validated in what I was doing and it gave me confidence behind, um, not only the brand, but like myself, I'm like, I have a purpose now, you know? And so between all of that and, um, with the recognition that's gotten and the artists that we're blessed to sit down in front of, whether it's me or another interviewer, on the staff. I just feel like people are believing in the brand and thus ipso facto, they believe in me and my confidence has definitely gone up and it, you can see it in interviews. You can see it at festivals. Now I'm just uniquely myself. Like I used to care way too much what people thought, like way too much. That's why I blended in. Now it's like, I will wear whatever and look how ever I want to at a public event. And if you know me and you've met me in person, you know that that's true. I look like a party city and a Claire's store threw up. <laughs> which is amazing. Which is but that's what but that was but that's what's so cool about you is like you sort of float in all these circles and like everybody kind of knows you. You kind of know everybody and like Every time I've ever seen you in those settings where it's like at a festival or something, you've always just brought a positive energy with you. And like, that's what's so great about like me. I know because like, I I really love that family, that whole, um, the the whole reggae family, especially being in San Diego and being at like such a hotbed of it. It was like. I really loved it and I really felt like I got ripped away from it before I really got to dig in because Uh I was making all these friends. Oh, I, I, that's, that's not, <laughs> that's, the, I don't think, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Um, I, I'm like, well, now that we're all kind of bunkered down, but now I'm in yeah. Ohio and like, I write music all the time and I do this and like, I, I really enjoy what I do that's now. So Yeah. More productivity, less distraction. Exactly. Here, especially with the rat race, trying to stay afloat in a very expensive city. Yes, um, San Diego. The cost of living here has gone up like triple. The the rents have tripled. Everything's all gentrified now, and like it's getting kind of ridiculous for a creative person to not only like push out their creativity to the world and be productive in that sense, but like also pay their bills and get by uh, with the status quo that is you know predicated just by living in this country yeah yeah and and, yeah and it and it's such a hyper social city too and 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 like so if you want to see your friends you you have to make time for money making endeavors your friends at some point and 
your creativity and your livelihood and you know your your personal career goals you know it's uh it's a lot to juggle out there but (laughs) i miss it so much you have no idea like like it's like I would give anything to be back there. I mean, maybe not at this moment, just because I know things are a little bit more heightened out there. But, uh, <laughs> but definitely, <laughs> I miss it so much. And and that's what I loved about the reggae scene is that it w- it was it really was just like vibes and a family and just people just 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 trying to have a good time and and talk about real shit. And it was it's just I really enjoyed it, man. And and I do miss the shit out of it. When And you know there's oh. so much support with the reggae rock scene specifically that um now that we're top shop music, we cover all different genres. But we are reggae rock and roots. Um, you know, that's how we started. That's what we are catering to always. Um we will always give special love to the reggae rock and island rock. And Hawaiian, or I mean, island reggae, <laughs> Jamaican <laughs> reggae. That's, um, we will always give special love to those artists and bands out there just because that that's the crowd that supported us first and foremost. And that was our first early adopting fans and readers. And we appreciate it. And we, we just respect the, the genre altogether, the movement. It is a movement. And I have seen so much love, especially during this pandemic with reggae rock people um reggae artists are banding together pun intended um (laughs) they're banding together they're collabing online they're offering um free tutorials free music lessons um but they're also trying to fundraise for each other because um yeah we're not going to shows we're not going to festivals but their income has completely stopped you know, they are dependent on ticket sales and touring. And in order to get by, you know, until their shows resume, they have to get creative. So um, what Top Shelf has done, we've partnered with Rootfire TV. And Rootfire, Rootfire Cooperative is a label out, out of the East Coast, if people don't know. And it, um, they're known as a cooperative that gives 100% of music rights and ownership to all of their artists under their umbrella. So we've always respected Rootfire. We've always um, they're Rootfire News, they have Rootfire Artists, um, and they have Rootfire TV. And Rootfire TV right now is hosting like an upwards of three times a day different artists in the reggae rock scene to do live Q&As with fans who want to tune in. And all donations um, donated during the, those scheduled times go 100% to the artists to help them get by. So we're promoting it nonstop. Um, you can find all the times and all the artists that are going live for Root Fire through their socials, but also on our social media. My social media coordinator extraordinaire, Miss Alexia Johnson, updates our social media like 10 times a day. She is on it. She's letting you know when the festivals are rescheduled and um, any new announcements when it comes to um what to expect she's such she a sweetheart of a human being too I, I i've got to hang out she's with alexia she's cool as fuck she is literally my godsend because i just i did not have time for social media on top of everything um because i was doing the day-to-day content i was curating my own content i had this request sheet i had all these people and then um we're trying to do advertising we're trying to do all these partnerships and then um then there's social media which is a job in itself so in comes Alexia to save the day and she's done incredible work. Um, our socials, we not only 
update you on everything that the industry is doing, especially during this time when stuff's changing every second. But we have giveaways. You want to go to festivals whenever they may be. We're giving you tickets there if you participate in our giveaways. We're doing interactive things, polls, um, but also we're letting you know when like companies like Rootfire come along and want to provide money to the people that are out of work, the artists that we love. Here's the chance to you know still provide to them. If you were going to go to one of their shows for an April tour, that $17, 20 that you would have spent on that ticket, go in that person and Venmo them. Just be like, hey, I was going to pay $10, $20 to see you. Here's, here's my ticket price. If you can we're about, and that's what Root Fire TV is about. And um, it, to get all the times and um, artists going live, just check our social media. Alexia Johnson is on it. <laughs> Hell yeah. That that's crazy you were handling all that by yourself. Um cuz I was definitely looking I was just looking through the website and there's a lot to it and you guys curate a lot a lot of content. So I was just to sit here and think that you're sitting here trying to f- do all this shit and then try to like grow your social media like yeah. on your own. That yeah, that's right. crazy. Um no, Alexia helps me out. Um, Brian Ewan is back, the original editor. Um, so I'm editor in chief with day to day operations, but he is handling all advertising. Mm. So he's director of ads and um, anybody featured um, or have featured content. And um, he also helps me with the website if anything goes wrong. <laughs> like he has built it from scratch, our new website, Topshelf Music News.com or Music Mag. Oh my god, I can't even. Topshelfmusicmag.com. You got this. There it is. You got this. Uh, I know what I do. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. If anything goes wrong, he's an engineer at Pandora. So he is oh. the website extraordinaire tech guy that saves me all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to have one of those. For me, it's my wife, yeah. but. <laughs> but but no, you you definitely have to have somebody that knows what the hell they're doing on the interwebs because I mean I don't I don't know so when it uh when, I get by yeah I I get by that that's exactly it it's like I get by like other than that it's yeah. uh wait, well wait. we just have this awesome team everybody has um I not only know what my team is doing what they want to do with their career goals. I make it a point to get to know them on a personal level. Um, if they have anything that they want to talk about, I'm always here. Um, and I like, I like to encourage people to collab with each other. Um, yeah. So it's not just like a team trying to spit out music news, which we are, but we're also trying to, you know, grow the brand, be on social media, raise a little bit of money so people on the top shelf staff can start getting paid. So that's what they're about. Uh, if anyone wants to advertise with us, um, but also like grow YouTube in order to monetize and make money there. And like, just, you know, make sure everybody on my staff feels appreciated in the meantime. Yeah, no, that's, that's lovely. And you know, I caught that you, you talk when you're talking to your staff, you ask them what shows they are interested in doing is there uh is oh, there yeah. oh yeah nobody gets assigned anywhere it's very rare that i'm like you um they tell me where they want to go and i'm like well 
since I can't really pay you a salary yet because that's not where Top Shelf is. Uh, you can go wherever the f you want, and I'm gonna help you get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. That's awesome. With with the ad, when did you guys decide to start uh, with the ads? How long ago was that? Um, it always kind of was uh like like a back burner kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since Brian started the brand, he's like, oh, we can sell ad space eventually. Um. And we did, he did start a store with merchandise, which we're trying to, we're trying to acknowledge the idea of starting a store for Top Shelf Music hmm. now that we've reached it. We're entertaining that idea. Um, but as of now, we don't have merch, which is killing me. <laughs> Anyways, um, so when I started posting daily, it started picking up. I started, I was doing social media at that time. Um, and more and more people were like, I can't get in shows that I want to shoot. And I'm like, well, top shelf, like we, I did analytics. Um, we registered with Google analytics for our old website, uh, top shelf And, uh, it started spitting out some real numbers of this is how many views we're actually getting for our articles and our posts. And so I started pulling analytics and I started posting every single day and large social media push. And then, um, I partnered with, uh, rebel sound records and that was in New York at the time. And, um, with Imperial sound records here in San Diego with Ian Young's studio Mm. and between Ian Young and Zach Reed, who runs rebel sound, they were like, our artists have music videos that we don't have a platform to show that show them off, you know, at like a premiere, um, other reggae platforms premiere, but they don't give money to the artists for the views that they get on YouTube. So I monetized YouTube partnered with these, um, these two recording studios and their artists, whenever they had a music video, they would premiere with us and the views that we would get from this video premiere on our YouTube channel a huge percentage. I think it's 80% goes to back to the artists. And we, uh, I still have an accountant that does that every quarter to, you know, divvy up the artists that premiere with us and no other platforms doing that. So that was like a money-making endeavor. And that kind of got me thinking, I'm like, well, what if we like start advertising? Cause ad space is like a thing. And, um, I talked to Brian he's like, well, I can build some ad space on our website. That's what we always wanted to do anyway. Start with like just certain spaces. And then if we want to do targeted advertising with the third party software, we can get there eventually if people really want to start advertising. We never ran out of space. <laughs> we never have that ads at one point but we've had ads and um we have an ad all these different ad packages and i tried to sell ads curate content run assignments and do social media all and still make money in my personal life all at once and i it was just too much and then as the brand grew um brian came back for the ads he helped me rebrand and then like all these other people were helping curate content. All of a sudden, now we have 35 people and we have Alexia running social media. And it's just, it's like a well-oiled machine. And I don't know where it's going, but it's definitely bigger and better than it was. And yeah, I, no, we're just trying to, you know, next stop, get verified on Instagram. That would be a game. <laughs> and, uh, 
Yeah, so if you're listening, please follow Top Shelf Music Mag. And I'll put that in the show notes so everybody can just go and just click right on it and go right to it. Um, I, I yeah. loved I loved how you were talking about how as you get further in this and you're not sure where it's going, but like you know yeah. that it's, it's something is right with whatever path you're on. And with that, yeah, you fair. have it's <laughs> sort of built this confidence within you to keep going. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not even sure where this was going. I just I I just think that's that's <laughs> lovely. It's sort of where and it's yeah. kind of how I feel too about me with the, with my show is that you you hit these pinnacles and you hit these spots and you talk to these certain people that you wanted to talk to and like you you're you're hitting these goals and with those goals with these small incremental climbs or sometimes huge uh, increments of climbing you know like you you get to this space where you feel good about what you're doing and and you know you're not sure where it's going but you know it's going somewhere and and you just got to keep following the ra- the rabbit down the hole and I, yeah, right? I, I just think it's beautiful that that's what that's where your guys are at right now and you're building this this yeah. really interesting media company and you guys, and you guys have a have a fake news show on it too. So, which is I not mean, all fake news, by the way. That was bring back MTV News. Somebody had to bring back MTV News. That was just nobody was doing it, and I was like, why? I hear the Skins actually. Speaking of the Skins, have a new show. This was brought to my attention about a week ago, and I don't know if it's. I assume it's not like on the humorous side and more on the serious side. But I respect that if they're doing that. And I, but before I knew they were doing that, I was like, somebody needs to bring MTV News back, and somebody should make it like Saturday Night Live Weekend Update because there's there's so much that we can laugh at, and um, I think that if we made it entertaining and not serious, we would get less flack. You know, like nobody would take us seriously if we get something wrong. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. I'm, Perfect. And so if I report a news wrong, then oh, whatever, at least it's a jack off show. <laughs> um, also, it's just I've always kind of had jack off kind of web series in a way. Um, before I started doing this, I was in an office, a cheerleading office, and they would make me like do jackassy cheerleading videos. <laughs> and it got a huge response. And so it's, I kind of. <laughs> I feel validated in my own work because there's people in the music industry that produce this beautiful music. They have all these fans. They have something to offer the world. And yeah, I know how to wrap this together. And sometimes people like it. Sometimes people don't. But like when it comes to articles, reviews, it's not like my creative work. I'm not like writing a novel, a fiction kind of it's not the creative outlet I want. But if I make jackassy videos and make people laugh, I feel super validated. And I feel like that my contribution to the scene as this person that, you know, just makes me feel better. What's the, so would you, would you say that those videos are your favorite part of what you, what you're creating right now? I have no idea. (laughs) Um, I mean, everybody has their, like, favorite part of the jobs they do. At this point, I have spent my life saving. I worked all through my 20s, just buckle down. I really, I worked job on job on job. Like, at one point, I had seven jobs, all stacked. I owned a restaurant for a second. Um, 
I was in a law firm for a second. I was in medical sales in the OR with doctors for a second. I w- I've had such career ADD and I've just stacked up money. I I had so much money and then I spent it all last January. I spent it all on an RV and I just, I was all in. Wait, so what did like, you spend you know it what? on? It's on an RV. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. To live in. Okay, sweet. Yeah, yeah. I was just like... It got to a point two years ago, um, like not before, that I went to so many festivals and I was on tour with Ian Young for a little bit and I was home probably like 14 days from September to December. Yeah. And I was like, why am I paying rent? You know, and so um, with the cost of living going up and my rent kept hiking and I was just, you know, I have this savings account. I'm just going to buy an RV and just live in it and it'll be a business investment for top shelfers and whatnot. And so far I haven't been able to recover from spending all my money, but like, that's where I'm at with top shelf. Like I fully believe that it's going to lead to something. I don't know what, but it's going. And if I just keep going, it'll keep me young forever (laughs) and I'll be doing what I want to do. No matter if I have to go make money at a coffee shop or not. And like, I'm going to invest everything like my, my health, my wealth, everything into this brand just so people will keep believing in it. And I did. So there's no going back to real life. There's, there's only forward. This brand is not failing and I won't let it. I don't want it to. Well, no, I, I don't in like, here's the thing. It has like, it hasn't failed. It, it, it's only going to fail if you just say, if you stop doing it. And obviously people are interested in it. Obviously people want it, want more content from you guys. So, I mean, like, even if there's a dip in numbers because of whatever's going on now, even if, you know, like you're down to two fucking readers, whatever it is, I mean, you're still, you still succeeded. (laughs) And it, but it also, it also gave you all these experiences that you have under your belt now like it it's given you this network of beautiful people who you can kind of call upon you know you know you can call upon these people you have you've made real connections a real network through this brand and through your abilities i mean to me that's success no matter what happens to the pot to the podcast sorry to, to the website to your to Thank whatever you. happens you just to- kind of give me a little paranoid and i'm super add so like as you're saying these wonderful things and i thank you um i did check the website there's been 72 readers today <laughs> so it's down it's down but hey thank you to the 72 people that looked at my website today you're damn you damn right you damn right no and it's only 4 p.m so <laughs> And that's right. It's only 4 p.m. You still got a whole evening ahead of you. It, it's so funny. It, it's so funny how much numbers start becoming this like little trap too. Because I started uh, trying to grow like my YouTube now. I'm trying to grow my website now, and and obviously yeah. keep trying to grow the pro. So now I'm paying attention to all these numbers like all fucking day, all fucking night. It's ridiculous. It'll consume you. Um, but you have to remember that like numbers are everything and it's about the average, um, over time. And if you just keep it up and, um, strategically market yourself and your brand, you can't go wrong because like, if you're not getting readership, if we're not selling ads, 
we're shoving top shelf in people's faces. Mm. You know, like we have such a great branding strategy. Um, everybody on my team, they post where they're going and little snippets and their photos of where they went. But also we get artists to shout out holding up our stickers or thing, you know, um, like what, if, if you know of us, that's a victory. Hell yeah. You're damn right. I mean, it is yeah. to me like it's starting with this endeavor uh, with my podcast. Like, it's giving me. I'm not gonna say that I have like top numbers or anything, you know. Like, and in fact, you're reading your website, going through your website, made me go and look even harder in how to like get the numbers right. And it turns out the numbers are never right. They're just never gonna no. be right. They don't tell you anything concrete. So whatever <laughs> but it's good to keep track of analytics for growth though i'm such like is. a nerd I'm like analytics and that being said i haven't done them in forever so well sometimes i'll probably do analytics tonight you're inspiring me <laughs> well but doesn't it sometimes like make you sick to your stomach to even think about looking at those fucking things um I, I, at first yeah it's like why am i doing it and then um as the numbers steadily increased it it showed a concrete um like uh, what i was my efforts everything i'm putting in everything i'm investing to the thing i saw concrete materially it was like i see proof that this is working yeah you you it, yeah your efforts it, are being rewarded yeah now if like the numbers kept going down and down and down which they did at first um, and then like <laughs> my investments kept going up and up and up. That's the deficit that make me sick to my stomach. But we, I think I know wholeheartedly that we're past that point for the top shelf music brand, um, which is great. Um, we're kind of in the, we haven't plateaued. We're, we keep going up. I don't know what the next step is, but I'm learning what TikTok is. So that's <laughs> exciting. Um, <laughs> I'm exploring of top shelf music spotify hey what's up hey, this quarantine is gonna let me get our own uh top shelf music on spotify and i'm gonna see the best way to approach if we were to you know select you know hell yeah well i mean that's that's that that's what that was the great thing about this quarantine too is like yeah i lost all my i lost my job like most of my job <laughs> but oh it's okay you know how it goes everybody's sort of in the city everybody lost their job too so i'm not the yeah. only one here except for my wife who's teaching online diligently and doing great with that yeah she's she's fucking killing it uh but oh shit i forgot what i was gonna say oh well Fuck it. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. Blame it on me. It's probably my fault. No, it it's not. I mean <laughs> No, well, oh, you know, it, with the quarantine, it, it just, there's a, it's, it's left a lot of time for me to really focus on just building out the shit that I'm trying to build out. Like a, a lot of projects fell through and fell off the table. And now it's like, shit, I'm just time to get to work. Exactly. Like, um, I'm still catching up. Like literally I'm like, okay, today's the last day that I'm going to be behind on that already do for top shelf. Oh shoot. I didn't get around to it. Okay. So tomorrow. <laughs> so I think today's the last day I'm really hoping. And then I can move forward with um, new top shelf endeavors and, um, 
honestly, like my boyfriend is Blaine Dillinger of Hyrie. He Ooh. is about to go live. Whoop. Shout out. Shout. Love you, boo. Um, <laughs> he's about to go live with Root Fire TV right now with his Q&A. But um, he has all these creative. And I have all these. Because we're never home at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how so, does that even work? Yeah, you, he's out that yeah. way and you're out that way. But hey, man. Well, it's great because we meet in random places. Like, okay, babe, I'll see you in Monterey. Or, okay, babe, see you in Phoenix. Like, you know, stuff like that. That's um, romantic. But he, thank you. Yeah, like, because he needs room to play and I need room to play. And it works. And it's awesome. But but we always had been kind of dream since like oh i would love to get this accomplished for my own songs he is an instrumentalist that puts together these like prog rock songs that he wants to release under his own moniker mm. um that's not hiry so he um he has these songs out that could be compiled to an ep if he so chooses but i'm like what if we create a music video for when it launches you know like we have that just ready we have quarantine from now so stuff like that or it's like what what if we make a garden you want to go garden <laughs> that's awesome well i mean but but those are but now those are the options we have we can do that now i know exactly so like we're trying to take advantage of this time uh to like film stuff and he's trying to record stuff and i'm trying to artists and launch tsm spotify and tsm like a patreon for top shelf and maybe some merch or i don't know we'll figure it out but like we're definitely not just twiddling our thumbs over here yeah and it's big good- shout out to all the artists who are who are agreeing to you know work with people like us like people who look like doing yeah. interviews still Willing to yeah. work with us even during this time of, of, of crisis. It's like, thank you so much. It's a stressful time, but it could also be a very creative time. It could be a productive time. And I fully believe that like every tragedy spurs great art. You have to have heartache. You have to have hardship. Otherwise, the content in your songs, in your movies, in your art... It's just vapid. There's no substance because you haven't had that that pain, that anxiety, that scare, that 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 fuel, the passion. If passion comes from extreme emotions, and it, this is the greatest time to just put it all into your art and just release it in such a productive, um, you know, opportunistic kind of manner um you know because there's a lot of negative out there there's a lot of people that are hiding behind hate speech and um the people like f you gen z being at the beach blah 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 f you trump f you this not and like instead of just the hatred pour it into your art let's create let's have this downtime as a blessing reset and recenter and truly find your purpose i think i think those are beautiful closing words christy rose (laughs) thank you that was very nice very nicely put christy rose again tell people how they can get a hold of you how people can get top shelved and uh and 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 all that good stuff 
please check out the website, topshelfmusicmag.com. You can Shelf Music Mag um, is our handle. And um, if you want to interview, if you want to just chat or link up, um, my personal Instagram is obnoxious. It's Christy Rose, K R I C R O S E, but with like a billion underscores. If you type in Christy Rose with underscores, you'll find me. And um, yeah, follow the brand for any updates. And um, if you want to email me directly, it's Christy K R at topshelfmusicmag.com there's also um, a submittal on on the website that you can just submit a form um, to contact us with your EPK or any content that you want featured or if you just want to sign up for email blasts we have an automated email blast that sends you everything that went live on the site every Friday if you go to our website it's on the footer of every single article and on our homepage as well sign up for and follow us to win things and to know things and yeah can't wait um to see where this brand goes and i'm really thankful for this time thank you so much for having me no problem thank you so much like like i said i appreciate anybody who's willing to talk to me and this time you know in a crazy time like this i i I truly appreciate it. So, um, you great guests, and I love what you're doing. And I can't wait to Thank see you, you in person again and, and say <laughs> hi. And Why don't you get on the show, on the Top Shelf Music News Show? Let's vibe. Okay. Yeah. Let me know. I'm down. Uh, Christy, I appreciate it. And I will talk to you soon. All right. Thanks so much. Stay safe. What a charmer. Didn't I tell you? Christy Rose, everybody. Thank you so much, Christy, for coming on the show. I super duper appreciate you coming on and uh, and talking to me at a time like this when there's a global pandemic going on. So uh, it's very much appreciated, and I, I hope you stay safe, and um, I can't wait to see what you guys do. And please, I would love to collaborate. That sounds absolutely lovely. So one thing I want to address is that I did say last Wednesday that I was going to have Guy Forsyth, uh, Austin blues legend Guy Forsyth on the show last Friday, but I decided I wanted Blaine's episode to get all the love because what I'm noticing is that I'll throw an episode up and it kind of, I don't know, it overshadows the other episodes. So I'm not sure if I'm going to do the bonus episodes. Uh, I'm just not sure how I'm going to lay this out. I poor guy I kept telling guy I'm I was supposed to come out last Friday and I told him hey man I, and I was I was behind on production my production schedule was way behind so I didn't really have time to do it but then as I saw the how uh, Blaine's podcast was doing uh, metrics wise I was like man I don't know if I should do if I should keep just stacking them because I feel like that once you guys hear one, you know, like I feel like the it, it overshadows the previous episodes. So I, I might draw back on the bonus episodes. I was only releasing bonus episodes because I really wanted to talk about the COVID-19 uh, situation going on and what musicians are doing. But I, I'm seeing now that, 
you know, like this is uh, we're in this for the long game. We it was just uh, announced yesterday, I believe, or, or no Sunday, that uh, this last Sunday. Today is Wednesday. It's also 6:10 a.m. By the way, it's April 1st. April Fools. Um, uh, yeah. So it was just announced last Sunday that the um, shelter-in-place orders are going to be in place until April 30th. So I will be spending my birthday in quarantine, which is fine. I mean, like I said, I'm in quarantine all the time anyways, and I, I don't want to celebrate my birthday. I'm about to be 37 years old. Who the fuck wants to celebrate being 37 years old? Fuck that. I'll take my quiet celebration with my family in quarantine, and that'll be fine. Um... If you want to say happy birthday on my Facebook page or something, great. I appreciate that. You took the time out of your day to, to say something to me, but that's it. I don't want presents. I don't want I don't want the presence of other people, like their physical presence. Uh, but yeah, so so quarantine for the next 30 days. So I'm not sure how I'm going to be releasing the guy Forsyth. Maybe I'll release him this Friday because that's what I told him last week, but... I'm thinking maybe Wednesday, because I, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. You guys know how it goes, man. Sometimes I don't know what's coming out next, or sometimes yeah, you, you just don't know. Sometimes you just don't know. What I do know is that I'm fucking hungry. It's 6.10, 6.11 a.m. I'm in the laundry room again, trying to do this intro and outro. I'm fucking starving. <laughs> All right. Uh, that doesn't pertain to anything. Uh, so go to randommystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Check out the latest single, Chloroform. It is a wonderful collaboration between Random Mystique and The Concrete Project, who is now a defunct band that no longer exists, and that's fine. It, it was a beautiful memory, and that's where it will stay. Good. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast, also on YouTube where you'll find lots of cool things going on. Uh, <laughs> so subscribe to us and then leave a review, please. It helps us in the scheme of things. So like, subscribe, review, much appreciated. You can also write the show at we speak English good at gmail.com. Let us know how you're feeling, how you're thinking. What you, how you think of the how we're doing on the show, what we could do better, what we could do worse. I don't if you're not feeling good about what's going on in the world around you correct uh, currently, please feel free to write me. I you know, I'll, I'll write back. I'll read it on the air. You can reach out on all social media platforms and uh, we'll read it on the air or uh, not if you tell us not to. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, I think that's everything. Uh, we speak englishgood.com. Definitely check out Christy Rose's magazine, topshelfmusicmag.com, T-O-P-S-H-E-L-F-M-U-S-I-C-M-A-G.com, Christy Rose. Um, yep, that's everything. We'll, we'll just, all I can say is that uh, now that I got Final Cut Pro and Motion, shit's about to go off. The only problem is, is that it takes... Right now, I'm dealing with the learning curve of learning them. And if I didn't have just a, like an ounce uh, or the smallest amount 
of information about how these sort of platforms work, how like uh, how uh, video editing platforms work, I would be it would just be impossible. I, I just don't know how people even start with this shit anymore. How do you even start working on a program like fucking Final Cut from scratch, from like not knowing a damn thing? about video editing programs how, how could you just sit there and just have to oh my god fuck that i mean it's just no i'm not doing that luckily though i had a head start so anyways i, I don't know, let's just end this i love you guys you guys be safe stay healthy um also young people guess what fucking they can trace uh, you know how you were on the beaches last week or a couple weeks ago and partying and being young and guess what you great you gave those diseases to you gave covid to your grandma and grandpa you spread that shit because you went there you fucked everything that moved you, you got the covid all up in your throat and then you took it home to mom and dad and grandma and grandpa so i hope you're fucking happy you little assholes who couldn't just stay off the fucking beach who couldn't stay out of the fucking club. Now grandma and grandpa's dead. Dicks. And I'm only saying this is because they are able to actually track the, the spread from those spring break locations. They can actually track it out. I, I guess they're using cell phone records. I don't know. That's what I heard on JRE. It was in passing. So I'm just spreading it like it's gospel. Okay, guys. I'll see you guys next time. I don't know if it's going to be Friday or next Wednesday for the release of Guy Forsyth. But I'm super excited about what's coming up. We got some wonderful guests coming up. Oh, my God. Just fucking phenomenal guests coming up. We got Kay Edmonds, who is this Detroit um, Detroit actress, singer. Uh, she's a musician. She's a fucking improver. Uh, she's just amazing. Uh, we got fucking Peapods coming back on the show. He's a local Toledo DJ here. He has his own podcast called On the Radar Podcast, which has recently moved to On the Radar Radio. It's still a podcast, but now he has a little bit more support from the radio station, which, fuck yeah, man, Peapod. Go do that, man. Th that's so cool. He's uh, bridging the gap between radio and podcasting, and I love that. He's... Uh, I know he loves both mediums a lot, so it's cool that he's out there supporting it. And he's also a huge support in the Toledo area and the Midwest uh, for any up and coming musicians that he, you know, that he likes and and uh, that he wants to support. And and I, that's just wonderful. And <clears throat> I, that's what I want this thing to be. I, I came to epiphany. I know we said we we're gonna leave here, but I came to an epiphany recently about where i want this show to go and i want the show to be uh, i want to build the show up big enough to where it can get those big names you know like i want to be able to still i want to be able to talk to keith richard but i still want to be able to talk to people like ashley kelly or fucking or, or peapod or or fucking asa danke of three too many or or fucking jeff stewart or fucking uh I, the list goes on and on these these le lesser known people who are out there grinding every day so i want this to be a platform that's a huge platform that's cool enough and big enough to get big names but i also want to keep it so it it it, it directs that energy to um uh, you know the working class musicians so um i don't know 
it's a it's a very altruistic sort of fantasy, but it's doable. It's a little bit more doable than altruism, I think. <laughs> but um, we'll see. I don't know. It, it that was just something I had an epiphany about the show, and I wanted to share with you guys. So next time, next week, or next release will be with Guy Forsythe, Austin Blues legend Guy Forsythe fucking amazing conversation i had with the guy what a brilliant human being that guy is uh and just a fucking ball of talent so okay guys i'll see you guys next week be good to your fellow human beings and i mean that more than ever these days be good to your fellow human beings and hjs for everybody and i mean that more than ever too dole out those hjs folks for everybody (laughs) stay good guys stay safe Much love.